you know, we've been doing this series on who do you think you are. As I began to prepare this message, I struggled to put it into the proper perspective. Because we're talking today of who do you think you are. Our title is, Who Do You Think You Are? I'm Blessed. And I wanted to put that into the proper perspective for you to understand it. Because sometimes when we talk about being blessed, we kind of get the wrong perspective and the wrong idea. There was this gentleman in the church. He was a unique guy. He attended mainly on Wednesday or Sunday nights. I think he attended somewhere else on, uh, during the Sunday morning service. He had credentials with some ministry organization, but he was kind of unique. And uh, every time you would greet him, if you'd say, every time you greeted him, he always came back with the same answer. You'd say, well, hello. And he'd say, okay. say, hey, it's good to see you. And it was like, you didn't want to say, how are you doing? Because you knew what he was going to say. <laughs> if you say, how are you doing? I'm blessed. And then occasionally he'd throw in this blessed and highly favored. How do you respond to that? The first time, it's kind of cool. Yeah, you're going to blast. Oh, good. But the blessed, that just kind of threw me off a little bit. And just said, it didn't matter what your greeting to him was, that was always his reply. And you don't really know how to answer that. There's a couple responses. The spiritual response is, well, praise God. It's kind of like the spiritual response to that. There's another response, kind of like a critical, judgmental, well, really? How so? And then there's a competitive response. Well, if you're blessed, I'm blessed too. Me too. So I wasn't quite sure how to always respond to this guy because it kind of was it was unique there's another type of when we talk about being blessed perhaps you see them on tv maybe on facebook you look on facebook and it's the person who's always showing off the next thing they've done you know what i mean they go out to eat and they have a fancy a picture of a fancy meal it's me and you know out to dinner but everything that they're doing they, they got a new outfit and they're modeling it and they got a new car and Somehow they want to show you that they're really blessed or to impress you. Also, I think about some of the TV shows. If you've watched on TV, they have preachers from, is it preachers from L.A. or something like that? And these guys, they, you know, like the intro to it is these preachers driving in in their Bentleys. I'm like, where are you preaching at, dude? Or you'll see them on TV on occasion, and they'll tell you how much they paid more for their watch than probably a lot of people pay for their vehicles. And they want to drop the name of the expensive watch that they have. You know, guys who have, like, all this fancy jewelry on each hand, all this bladed stuff, and, or they show their house, or they happen to just mention about their jet plane and stuff like this. And, and somehow they're being blessed somehow comes across as almost arrogance. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's the way God wants his blessings to come across. And I'm not judging their heart. I don't know their heart. I don't know what's in a person's heart. But there's this idea that if I'm blessed, i got to be flashy and show everybody. That's not what we want to communicate today, that I'm blessed in that way. And then there was the guilty, I'm blessed. This one often comes when we're going through life and things are okay, but we're kind of like, eh. You ever just have those days? It's not like really a great day. It's not really a horrible day. Probably for a lot of people, that's, that's almost every day. It's not really a great day. There's nothing stupendous, tremendous, like the people on Facebook who are always getting a new outfit and going to a fancy dinner or another trip around the world. 
except for a bag of beans and some rice. And may I suggest to you that they're still blessed, even if they're not eating the food that you're eating. May I suggest to you today that God's favor still rests upon them. That somehow because I got more food, or because I have a fancier watch, or because I have a particular brand of car, that I'm not necessarily more blessed than that other person. May I suggest to you today that there's people who we would look at as poor and impoverished, and God would say that they are rich. And that there's many people who we would look at as saying, oh, wow, they're blessed. In all reality, they're poor and desperate and blind and naked and have nothing. What about all the people around the world who are were not fortunate enough, as we would say it, to be born in a prosperous country like the United States? What about the person who experiences difficulties as I look at my kids and I look at my wife and I look at my life at this moment? What about the person who doesn't have all the things that I have? Are they not blessed? Am I somehow more blessed than them? Well, I'm thankful for the good food that God provides for us for the home, for the hell. But our blessings go beyond that. I want you to hear me. Our blessings go beyond that. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 8 says this. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, where? Can everybody see there? Who has blessed us, where? In the heavenly realms. In this portion of Scripture, where does it say that, according to this portion of Scripture, where does it say that our blessings are? In the heavenly realms. With what? Okay, stop right there. With what? Every. What does every mean? All. Every means every. Right? Every means every. Who has blessed us with every, if we say every, what does that, what's it mean? It means all. Okay? It's all-inclusive. Okay? Who has blessed us with what? Every spiritual blessing in Christ. And then he goes on to explain to us, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world. When did God choose you? The scripture says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world. I think it's amazing that God knew us while we were in our mother's womb. He called us before we were born, while we were still in our mother's womb. But the scripture says that he chose us before the creation of the world. Here's the reality. Before the sun and the moon were even a thought. Imagine this. Before the sun and the moon existed, God chose you. Why don't you get that in your head? We can say, I don't know how long it was. If it's 7,000 years, billions of years, I don't know. But before the sun and the moon existed, before the solar system existed, God chose you. Think about that. Sometimes we think, well, God kind of puts up with me. Maybe someone will say to you, you were an accident. You weren't planned. Maybe some of the things of your life, it wasn't the easiest beginning. But before the creation of the world, God chose you. Why don't you think about that for a minute? Before the creation of the world. I don't know about the dinosaurs and all that stuff. I'm not really into that kind of stuff. I don't really know. But before the dinosaurs, if they were real, if they did, whatever. Before the dinosaurs were there, he chose you. What did he choose you 
He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to do what? To be holy. And really, what is holy? Holy means set apart. God sets you apart for His purposes. You were special. Before the creation of the world, God chose you to be holy, to be set apart, and what's the next part of it? And blameless in His sight. No accusation against you will be able to stick. So what is that? He chose you to be completely and totally blameless in His sight. In love, as we born. Notice what He said. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will. I've heard of families who adopt a child for things they will. If, I don't mean this as an insult, but they'll say, we'll give you the baby if you take this one. That's not how it was. It wasn't, well, we got this left over, but someone take it. That's not what it was. And I mean that to be insulted. I don't know about being insulted. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus in accordance with his pleasure and will. Before the foundation of the earth, before the sun and the moon were in place, God said, I want man to be my son. I've adopted him. He's going to be mine. Jess, I want her to be my daughter. Before the foundation of the world, before the moon and the star, are you blessed? You better believe you're blessed. Before the foundation of the world, God chose you. He set you apart. He said, you're going to be blameless in my sight, and I'm going to adopt you into my family. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. We've been redeemed. And notice that it says this, that he has lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. God's grace, a lot of times when we think about God's grace, we think, Wow, I wonder if I'm going to wear out God's grace. I wonder if he's going to put up with me. I wonder if he's going to grow tired of me. Because let's be honest, sometimes we grow tired of ourselves. Don't you grow tired of your own sinful nature? Don't you grow tired of sometimes your own stubbornness and your own hard-headedness? And yet it says that he's lavishly given his grace towards us. He's not just giving us a little bit of grace. He's giving us an abundance of grace so that it overflows in our lives, so that we have more than enough, not just enough to make it by, not just a little bit. And today I'd like to direct your attention to those spiritual blessings that Paul speaks about. And why am I telling you that? Here's the reason why I'm telling you that. Because in this life, many of you are going to have experiences when you're overlooked and you don't feel too blessed. It's wonderful whenever they pick people to be a part of the team and you're the first one picked, isn't it? That's awesome. We like those days. But what about when it's time to pick the team and you are the last one picked? Are you still blessed on that day? It's wonderful whenever the boss recognizes what a good job you do and how hard you work. And they give you the promotion and they give you the raise and they give you an opportunity. And you say, praise God, I got a raise, honey. Praise God, honey, I got a promotion. Praise God, everybody at work appreciates me. I'm blessed. How are you doing? I'm blessed. Highly favored. I'm blessed. But what about on those days? Listen to me. 
There's a lot of days when you're overlooked. There's a lot of days when you're not picked. There's a lot of days when nobody stops and says, thank you for what you've done. So if you get overlooked at work, you understand that you're still blessed. If you're able to afford to go on a vacation, you go on vacation, his blessings are not contingent upon what other people do or what other, because so many times that's what we think our blessings are contingent on. If your car breaks down, you get a new car. When you get a new car and, and you know, you're saying, man, oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, a lot of times when God does something for us, we'll stop and, you know, we'll pray and we'll say, thank you, Lord. You're good to us. We don't deserve this. But thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the way you provide for us. Thank you for taking care of us. Oh, honey, aren't we blessed? Listen, when my car breaks down, I'm still blessed. I'm still favored by God. The word says that he's blessed me in Christ with every spiritual riches. With every one of them. I'm not lacking in anything. And so whenever my car breaks down, I can still say that I'm blessed. We're blessed whenever we get a good doctor's report. A lot of times we take our health for granted. As I said, you go to children's hospital and walk through there. You come out crying. And you say, oh, Lord, thank you for taking care of my kids. But I'm going to say something to you. Even whenever you get a bad doctor's report, you're still blessed. He's still good to you even in those times. We're blessed whenever things are going wonderful with our families. When there's unity in the home and everybody's getting along and everybody's doing it your way. Wow, Lord, you're so good to me. But what about when a friend betrays you? Because here's the reality. We live in a fallen world. And you're going to have times when friends, people who are close to you, betray you. And so your question is, if you begin to think that you're not blessed then, if you begin to question the goodness of the Lord, it's going to shake our faith. But even whenever your friends betray you, the word says that you have a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Even whenever your loved one passes away. Because here's the reality. If you live long enough, every one of your loved ones, if you live long enough, hear me. If you live long enough, every one of your loved ones is going to pass away. So even whenever your loved one passes away, yet you and I are still blessed of the Lord. As I said, what about when there's family problems and, and people go through the betrayal or someone abandoning them? Yet even in those times, God's blessings and the fact of whether or not I'm blessed is really not contingent on what everybody else does. It's really contingent on what he says about me. And he says, I bless you. And I'm going to say this to you. Those of you who have gone through difficult times, I'm not talking about the fake, I'm blessed, that doesn't know suffering, that doesn't know pain. But I can tell you what, we could go around this room and I could let people tell their stories of people who have suffered horribly. They've suffered horrible pain that many of you know nothing about. You don't know the pain that they've experienced. You don't know the betrayal they've gone through. You don't know the hurt that they are going through right now. And yet they will be able to tell you from a pure heart that, you know what? In the midst of all that, God is good. He's taking care of me. I'm blessed. It's a real revelation of what God has done in our lives. It's a truth that is established. It can't be shaken based 
insist upon if I got my way today. And yet you have people who have a bowl of beans and a bag of rice who are thrilled to be living today. But their hearts are overflowing with joy. There's a difference. See, our focus can't be just on the outward things. Now, this is these portions of scriptures that I want to share with you. According to Colossians, why would I tell you you're blessed? According to Colossians chapter 2, verse 10, it says that I'm complete in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. When you're complete, I'm lacking nothing in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ when we were dead in transgressions. For it is by grace you have been saved. Why are we blessed? Because we were dead in trespasses and sin. And God made us alive. According to Romans 8, you and I have been set free from the law of sin and death. And what the law was powerless to do and that was weakened by the sinful nature, God did when he sent his son Jesus to be a sacrifice for our sins. According to 1 John chapter 5, verse 18, it says that you have been born of God, and the evil one can't harm you. You're blessed because Jesus said, what did Jesus say about his peace? He said, my peace I give to you. Not the world's peace, not the way the world gives peace, but my peace, Jesus said, I give to you. So you're blessed because he's given you his peace. And according to Philippians chapter 4, Verse 7, he says that the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I'm blessed and you're blessed because we have received the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. And the eyes of your understanding have been enlightened. Your eyes have been opened according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. And Romans chapter 5, verse 17. It tells us that we have received the gift of righteousness. Righteousness has been credited to your account. You didn't work for it. You didn't earn it. It's been credited to your account. Listen. For if by the trespass of one man death reigned through the one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? He's positioned you to reign with him. You have a reason to rejoice and to be blessed, and they recognize that. Because according to 2 Corinthians 5.21, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I want you to think of that. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. According to 1 Corinthians 6.19, you have a reason to rejoice because you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and God's Spirit abides inside of you. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, he tells us some stuff there in the Sermon on the Mount. In some ways, it kind of seems contrary to what we would think sometimes. You know what I mean? He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they'll obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, 
they will be called the children of God. Notice what he says. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, wait a minute, persecute you, also say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Wait a minute. Maybe Jesus is teaching me something a little bit different about being blessed. Maybe it's not all about the blame. I know it's not all about the blame. That may be a way that God blesses you, but that's not the only way he's going to bless you. It may be whenever you're chosen first. That's nice. But his blessings are still with you when you're chosen second, or when you're chosen third, or when you're chosen last. It's wonderful when God blesses you with a loving wife or a happy marriage. But God still can bless you even if your spouse cheats on you and runs away. His blessings are not limited just to the things that I can see. His word says that he's blessed me with every single spiritual blessing. 1 Peter 1, I believe it's verse 23. How do I know you're blessed? For you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. As we close, I'm going to ask you to do this. I want you to know that you're blessed. You're blessed not because everybody knows what you want, or because we always get our way, or because everybody treats us fairly. We're blessed because we're in Christ. The Word says He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. We need to understand who I am. So that way, whenever things don't go my way and I didn't get the promotion at work, I can say, you know what? I'm blessed. And not a weird I'm blessed. And not a selfish I'm going to outdo somebody else I'm blessed. And not a guilty I'm blessed. But an understanding of who I am. I'm blessed of the Lord. He's given me everything I need. I don't have to compete with anybody. I don't have to war with anybody. I don't have to be jealous for what someone else has. Because I'm blessed. I'm favored of the Lord. Why? Because before the foundations of the earth, before the foundations of the earth, He knew me. He called me by name. He predestined me to be conformed to the image of His Son before the beginning of the world. He set me apart. He set you apart. He said, you're holy. And you're His. That's why we don't need any longer to go after the other things, you know, the things that the world offers to tell me I'm important, I'm a value. I don't have to go after them. Why? Because I'm already blessed. I already got everything I need. I don't have to try to gratify the desires of the flesh because he's given me everything I have need of. He made me perfect for what he made me for. Made me perfect. And he made you perfect. And he's got a plan for you. And he's going to fulfill his plan. In the end, you're going to be like him. Father, I am asking today that you would once again awaken our hearts and show us, Lord, that I am blessed. You've been good to me, Lord, and you've been good to my friends. We're blessed because you called us your own. You've adopted us into your family. And it's not just the external things that show I'm blessed. It's what you've done inside of us and what you have in store for us that shows us that we are the blessed. We're the beloved of the Lord. Now go with us today. And as we're blessed, Lord, I pray that we be a blessing to others. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.